Welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's first question comes to us via at Sean Cord. Whitney wants us to talk about our reaction to the Passengers trailer. This thing came out of nowhere. Seriously. Like, I had no idea. And this is a genre I love with actors I love. Yeah. And it's coming out this year. In mere months. I mean, yeah. I guess there's only months left in the, like, mere months left in the in the calendar year anyway. But, right. But the, nothing. We were not prepared when we did our Movies We're Excited For podcast no. at the beginning of the year. Like, we, no we word didn't hear on this. anything about this. And all of a sudden, it's mid-September, and... Yeah. Surprise, here's a new Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence movie set in space. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Great. So, this came... Somebody, I guess Whitney, asked for this last week, just after we right recorded after last week's this, podcast. Right after this dropped, which I believe was, like, Thursday or something last week. So, we felt like the time was close enough that we could watch it but also now that this trailer is dropped it's everywhere yeah it is like I don't know what how they they managed to do this but I think they're sponsoring it on Facebook so all of a sudden I'm seeing ads everywhere and people are like look at this and it's just like where did this come from I know because this trailer looks amazing yes it does and I think maybe that's also part of it is they're targeting this as like I don't know if it's serious enough to get Oscar, but Golden Globe for sure. Sure. So I I wonder if that this isn't like a we're pushing slowly into more and more genre stuff for awards, right? Like Mad Max Fury Road mm-hmm. won six technical Oscars last year. The Martian cleaned up with a bunch of like comedy awards, awards at the Golden Globes. But also like well, and then Gravity a yep. couple of years ago, Gravity cleaned up with with special effects and everything like that. So, so I mean, genre is more viable now than it has been in a long time. So I wonder if that's not the case with this, is they didn't realize what they had on their hands, despite the director... Uh, Morton Tildum, who wrote, right. who directed The Imitation Game. Yeah, so despite having a director with some award-ish pedigree, mm-hmm. maybe they weren't sure until they saw it, and then they went, whoa. We better fast-track this and get it out now, because then we can be in contention. Yeah, and I mean, just based on the look of this, like of the trailer, I'm it, excited for it. I'm excited, and it looks like it could do fairly well for the, uh, some of those special effects awards. If the story is good, it could also, it could make noise. It mm-hmm. could. You never know. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's really interesting. Uh, I do have a bone to pick with the people who make trailers. Okay, a new one or one that you've brought up on other. Uh, it's possible that it's one that I brought up before, but okay. that was a two and a half minute trailer, which meant that with us doing our trailer reactions, we have four pages worth of stuff from one trailer because yeah. we've started analyzing them a little bit more than just be like, oh, well, write three things down and talk about those. Like we literally went almost shot for shot on this. Well, yeah, which is the way we should be Which going is the way through. we should be going through, but... But what's nice is like, yeah, it was a two and a half minute trailer, but I don't know why they're... Like, I don't know why Chris Pratt is in space. Nope. Well, like, why they left Earth. Mm -hmm. Essentially, from what we can gather from the trailer, it... There's a spaceship called the Avalon, which is like a colony ship yeah. where everyone is going into a deep hibernation for 120 years, and then we'll wake up at a new planet. But 90 years early, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence wake up. Yeah. So they were, I guess that would be 30 years. 30 years in. Yeah. 30 years in, they wake up, and now they're in, on the spaceship by, by themselves. themselves with the robot bartender. Yeah, played by Michael Sheen. 
Which is awesome. Yeah. So, but that's all we got. That's We don't know anything else. And then something goes wrong. Yeah. That's all. That's basically it. So in two and a half minutes, often in trailers, two and a half minutes in, you are basically... If you if you have two, a two and a half minute long trailer, you probably know a good chunk of the plot. Usually, or yeah. Or you have an idea of what's happening. In this one, I still know nothing. But you know enough to be excited to go in. Precisely. So this is probably one of the better trailers from a trailer standpoint. The first time through, because I, I had seen postings for it elsewhere, but... Um, I hadn't, I hadn't clicked on it. I hadn't watched it. Not maybe subconsciously I knew that we were going to be asked about this, or maybe it's just because it's like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. And it's genre, and we do get a lot of genre stuff. Like mm-hmm. We did Arrival, what yeah. was that, a couple, yeah. like a month ago or something like that? That's the so, Amy Adams one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they, uh, aliens land on the planet, and she's the top linguist on the yeah. planet, so we need her to translate to figure out what they want. Mark Ruffalo, too? I think he's in that. Renner? I Oh, yeah, maybe it was Renner. Jeremy Renner yeah. is, yeah. I knew it was... Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, instead of reacting to this one, we're just going to talk about that one that we watched a while Ooh. back. Yeah. But yeah, we, we are getting a lot of genre ones. So, but also, I just thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. I didn't know. I mean, and I love Jaylon. I love Chris Pratt. So I was like, oh, that would probably be good. Unassuming title, too. Passengers. Totally. And it's just, it's a picture of the two of them on the poster. So you're like, okay. Oh, they're I don't, on a plane. I don't like, know what it is. It great. means nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're in this gigantic floating orb for or floating ship for. However, yeah, when it starts, you totally don't get anything. No, outside of the fact that it's got some snappy indie rock, and it's just like okay, great, it's uh, it's like a romantic movie, and it's Jennifer Lawrence well, and Chris Pratt. He's asking her out on a date. I guess it's the future because that's a snappy little robot. Yeah, that that's kind of what you get for the first. What, 20 seconds? Ish, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, because the first shot we see is basically like Chris Pratt when he's got this robe on. He's got that Chris Pratt grin on his face. Yep. And it's like, okay, it's just, I, and I like Chris Pratt and I like the characters he plays, but I'm like, okay, he's just playing another another Chris Pratt character. Yeah. And it's all snappy and like you said, that indie rock and you're just kind of like grooving to it and the ass are on the date and then you get like the, you know, there's some... Playful banter between Jennifer Lawrence and the robot, which is really fun. You don't know he's a robot because you only no see... no no. I mean between her and the robot when he's oh, asking her out on the yeah, date, yeah. And she's okay. like talking to the robot, but he's controlling it. And then you get the line where uh, she didn't seem that impressed. Yeah, and it's like, oh okay, oh, yeah, it's, it's a meet cute. And, yeah, oh, and then great. she's walking down the uh, the the aisle, walking down the hallway, wearing that stunning black cocktail dress, and yeah. he says, "Wow," and oh, you clean up pretty good yourself. It's like, oh great. Then they're rom com, well, romantic. Then they're at a bar. Yeah, they're at a bar, and then like the drinks get roofied. I don't know what he puts. I'm, I assume it's some sort of futuristic thing, but it's like I might be to carbonate it because carbonation through no atmosphere, that sort of sure, thing. So that, it, it that is could a very well like be. a champagne, but it won't be until he adds the carbonation to it. It just literally looks like he roofied their drinks. I'm like, that's strange. Anyway, yeah. And then there's more playful banter. He's like, oh, you two look very nice. Oh, we're on a date and. And you know, took you took long, long enough, enough to, to ask. ask, and and then so then the next line is, so why did you give up your life on Earth? And it's like the world's longest ellipsis. It's just like it cuts to Chris Pratt, and he's got this look on his face, like he's going to answer. Forlorn, yeah, like a sad, yeah. And then it's like, oh, Michael Sheen's bartender's a robot from the waist down. Yeah. Oh, 
okay. And then we then we start to get some background. And then is that's when it gets really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would have if it was just the first, say, 40 seconds that comes on the movie network, I'd probably watch it. Absolutely. Because it's just like, I'm not a big rom-com guy, as we established yep. last week, plug. But at the same time, Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt, Michael Sheen, some sort of future-y rom- romantic movie. Okay, great. It's on TV. I'll probably check it out. Well, and it's a, if it was just a rom-com, it's a different take on a rom-com. It's a futuristic. It's... Yes. Yeah. It's something different instead of just like boy meets girl, girl meets boy. Sometimes somehow they separate and then they get back together. Right. In the rain. Or the snow if it's serendipity. Right. <laughs> anyway. But nobody watches that. No, so. clearly. <laughs> but so that, yeah, it's like, okay, well, that, that seems interesting ish. And then all of a sudden, here's a 20 second wall of exposition and spaceship. And it's like, oh. Yeah, because then we get Jennifer Lawrence talking. 120 years ago, or we went on a 120-year hibernation, sorry. Yeah, well, this is the story that I I kicked in at the beginning. But then, like, a year ago, everything changed. Right. And you see Chris Pratt running through that empty cafeteria, then through that empty living area, and then he goes into that room with that weird fountain on the spaceship. Here's my... I have a problem with this, primarily because why is there a fountain on a colony ship where everyone's asleep? But at the same time, you also ask the question, because up until this point, we didn't know what was happening. But now thinking back, it's like, now, why is there a a robot bartender and a full stocked bar on a ship where everyone's asleep? Yeah. Is that just for like the few days? It's like, hooray, we're at Alpha Centauri or Alpha Centauri or New Sparta or wherever. Hooray, we're there, but we can't land yet. So we're still based on the ship. So you need a fully stocked bar and fountain. Like a celebratory... It's like, hooray, everyone woke up, let's go to the bar. <laughs> hey, you've been asleep for 120 years, I know I need a drink. Yeah, preferably one of those weird red ones from the top. Absolutely, well, top shelf liquor, man. Like, yeah. you've got to go that way. So, but yeah, like, I don't... And so they have some explaining to do. Well, there was also that shot when they were talking about the ship itself that it almost looks like a city. Mm-hmm. Right? It it looked like there were a bunch of different apartment-y style things or shops or whatever. She was sitting when she's asked out on the date. She It looked like some sort of amphitheater. Yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm thinking they must intend on using the ship either on the planet as like the start of the colony is the ship. Well, and you it would have to there. be. It's not like they could. It's I, not like they're I mean building... landing the ship on the planet. Like, yeah. Splat, yeah. as opposed to just dropping down. Right. You know what I mean? Where they'd have, like, they'd then be dropping the supplies and the ship stays in orbit. Yeah, and yeah, no, no. I, I, assume that, I assume that that's what you meant because, like, they couldn't, it's not like they would land and then have houses pre-built. They would have to be staying in, they would have to be living somewhere while they established the colony. Yeah. So it would make sense that that is something that they would... Well, what and what I'm saying is I'm wondering if the permanent center of the colony isn't intended to be that part of the ship. Sure. And then all of those, we've there's a couple of shots, one when something's gone wrong and one that just looked normal, where they're in some sort of storage room or something. Yeah. I, and then that would be where all of the supplies to build out from the... Yeah. No, the, exactly. What was the Avalon? The Avalon, yeah. Yeah. No, I think we're we're kind of speaking the same thing. Like, I think so. That's the 
So I guess then, then the fountain, the bar, all the shops would make sense. Sure. Because that's your central point permanently. And it's not like, I mean, can you imagine if the robot was awake for 120 years? Like, obviously it's artificial intelligence, so it doesn't really matter. Well, if it's artificial intelligence, it's alive, essentially. It's sentient. So then it's bored. For 120 years. Or it wait. my guess is it wakes up when someone else wakes up. Oh, so it senses okay. motion and then it's activated. Okay. So I'm. I don't think because if if not, then Michael Sheen's robot has been spending thirty years just like cleaning glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety more years. Maybe. <laughs> squeak, 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 squeak. I'm calling my shot. Okay. Michael Sheen got really bored and woke up Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. <laughs> What a boring movie that is. I'm so lonely. <laughs> he's just sitting there and like the first shot is him cleaning a glass and he just like he's got this wall of glasses behind him. <laughs> and he's just cleaning a glass and he looks up at them and he sighs and he goes and hits a button on each of their pods. That's how I'm guessing this starts. And if I'm right, Oh my god, that would be awful. That would be so bad. That would be the worst thing ever. Wall of clean glasses, the little robot comes in and just sprays them with oil <laughs> and moves on. It's like, yes, thank you. Something Back to, to cleaning. Do. Yeah, so... That's not this movie, I That don't is think. not this movie. <laughs> so I'm just trying... Yeah, I'm just trying to piece together why they have that the fountain and the, the robot and, like... But that that would make sense. He wakes up when something else wakes up. I think that would, for him, the fountain still is weird to me. But Unless it's part of, like, the power of the ship or something like that. Like, it's it's filtering the water or something or, like, keeping it, I don't know. Yeah. Aerating or, the water or... Or adding humidity to the air. Sure. Like, it could be... there. I'm assuming there's a practical reason because it can't. it doesn't make a lot of sense for it to be functional. Here's a Just for aesthetic reasons. <laughs> It's like, well, when we're touring around and showing the people who paid for this ship, they really like fountains. So if we could put one here and here, uh, that's going to add like 4,000 pounds in water alone. That's fine. We'll make it up on the supplies. (laughs) We'll short them a year's worth of dessert. (laughs) Can I have cheesecake? Nope. Go enjoy the fountain. (laughs) Dang it. Can I touch the water? Hell no. They'll contaminate it. You know how expensive that water is here? So I can only sit and stare at it? That's affirmative. (laughs) That's why we built the amphitheater around it. (laughs) Oh, man. What a terrible existence. This is why we didn't write Passengers. Absolutely. (laughs) So we see the, the fountain, and then we see Chris Pratt... That's the first time he lays finding, eye on, on Jennifer Lawrence. Presumably finding Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, because yeah. it looks like she's been kind of doing the same thing, like trying to figure out why. Hello, why am I alone? Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. And then we get to what is, I can only assume, the meat of the show. When he says something went wrong with the hibernation pods. And then we see the shot of him like kind of turning. And it looks like melted metal of some sort and it's in a perfect circle yeah like almost so like something weird. got shot through it or something yeah i don't know we don't know and that's and that's nice we yeah. don't know what went wrong or why they're awake yeah so it's like something went wrong with the other hibernation. than arthur waking sure. them up right. hibernation pants <laughs> yes <laughs> uh 
we see the melted metal, and then the next thing we see is Arthur, like, Twitch as the robot. When he's talking to Chris Pratt. Yeah. Jim. I suppose we should probably end up eventually calling them character names rather than... Did we discover what Jennifer Lawrence's is? Because we know... Uh, you, we got Arthur from IMDb, and we saw we know it's Jim because... Aurora. From the movie, when she's watching the things. We'll miss you, Aurora. I was, did they say that? They did. Oh. Yeah. I just kept hearing, we'll miss you, and then I saw her crying, and I wanted to go console her, so... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You'd have to go to space. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> huh. You don't have the fountains, Dave. For Jennifer you Lawrence, it might be worth it. You don't have the fountains. <laughs> sure, maybe you could get there, but do you have the fountain ready? <laughs> no. I do not have that technology. Where is your space bar? Uh, right in the middle of my keyboard? There you go. Yes! Winning. Puns are the best. Um, yeah, so it, he twitches, and so then that's kind of when the everything kind of goes awry, and we see him slamming on the door with the sledgehammer. Uh, Jim. Chris Jim. Pratt. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, not Arthur. Jim. You said uh, twitches and then hitting right. the door. Right, I was just kind of going in the order, and then, like, then he says that they woke up 90 years too soon, so we know that this is 30 years after they've been on board or... Yeah, 30 years after. 30 years since launch. Yeah. And then we see that shot of Jennifer Lawrence in, like... It's strange. It's such a quick shot. It's... It makes you wonder if they're separated? Could be. Yeah. That's why he's trying to get through, and she's trying to get through, and she's using everything she can find in that room, which is, like... Oh, because he's hitting the door with a sledgehammer, and and then she's... We see, like, there's stuff strewn about that has clearly been destroyed. But it's, like, crates and chairs and that weird luggagey things. Yeah. So... So, we don't know what happened there. And then, then she says we have to go back to sleep, and we can't, and so... He says we can't. Sorry. She says we can't go back to we have to go back to sleep. He says we can't. Right. And then we cut to her watching that goodbye video. So like she's clearly not I was gonna say nostalgic, but she's missing Earth and like homesick. Well, especially because like if you can't go back to sleep, it's it's Aurora and Jim and robots until, until they, they die. die. Yes. For ninety more years. Like yeah. how do you what and so at this point now I'm really compelled. And this is basically halfway through because we haven't even got to like any of the crazy stuff. So, okay, then right here, you wake up on a spaceship and you're going to be alone with one other person. Yeah. For 90 years. Can it be Jennifer Lawrence? No. Damn it. Because <laughs> you're not Chris Pratt. Fine. <laughs> Sad, Dave. What's your, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Oh. I thought you were going to ask who it was going to be and then I was going to have a really hard time with that. Oh, that's why you that's said why that. That's why I said it could be I've... Jennifer Lawrence. Because I just assumed that's where you're going to be. And I was like... Oh, no, no, no. Jennifer Lawrence. That's Wh- my answer. What are you doing? How are you reacting to... Oh, I'm panicking the hell out. But what can you do? Panic. Great. Then what? I have no idea. Drown like... yourself in the fountain? That's why it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the suicide fountain. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Solved it. Perfect. You get drunk at the space That's bar. That's exactly what I'm and doing. Then you drown yourself in the fountain. Because, although that would be sad for the other person who's hopefully not panicking still. <laughs> the person who's level-headed. Yeah. Just like, oh no, I had a plan, and now you're dead, and now I'm all alone, and my plan needed two people. Damn it, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, so that's why it was no it kept it because it didn't sure. matter. Mm-hmm. It, my question was more. Yeah, it, it, I mean, at that point, if I'm on a spaceship, like I'm not Matt Damon's character in The Martian. I don't have the know-how to get myself back home or like what Dave if? Dave Smith. Right. Current Dave Smith does not have like I know some technology as far as lighting instruments and stuff go, but you would be well lit. Yeah. For 90 years, but I'd be boned, man. Yeah, but what do you have to do? I don't really. Know. I mean, I guess we're taking the second half of the trailer out of it. Right. What do you, like what do you have to do? I suppose you don't have to do anything. No. I guess it does. Yeah, I, I suppose that makes sense. I mean, you just kind of succumb. You just accept your fate. I'd write. Sure. Screw it. I might as well write books or something. Then when yeah. people wake up, I'm the first author of wherever. Sweet. There you go. It's, You've it's, got 90 it's years. It's better than getting drunk and drowning myself in the fountain. Well, well. See, I'm the one who survives. We wake up on that ship. <laughs> Dave gets drunk and drowns himself. I write books for years. I like my option. I'm fine with I it. I could still get drunk. I'd be writing. That's fair. Well, and I'm, I'm sure there's other things. To, I mean, if there's a robot bartender, there's probably like... Robot foosball? Oh, my God. What if you could play Arthur in foosball? That would... He would probably be really good. Oh, he would be really good because he he's a robot. Exactly. He, he was programmed to do two things, pour drinks and play foosball. <laughs> what a pointless robot. <laughs> Oh. All right, I'll have a shot of Jameson, and I'll take you on a foosball. If you spot me three goals. <laughs> I can set myself to easy, sir. Let's start there. And spot me nine goals. Because <laughs> I'm, well, I haven't played foosball really since high school. I was yeah. pretty good in high school. We had a foosball table in, in our, like, just outside our cafeteria. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so I got pretty good, but then. If you don't play it, you don't play it. Exactly. And where can you play foosball? Other than in space. Against Arthur. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, back. do you want to get back to the trailer? Or if we must. Are you, are I'm really satisfied. Okay, well, actually... Oh, man. I, I had, had a question. Something. I did. Well, I think it was it was more in like... Because she says, why did you leave your life on... What did you, what's the exact line? Why did you... Where is it? Why did you give up your life on Earth? Yeah. Things would have to be pretty bleak for me to give up my life on Earth. I mean, I'm not talking, like, I, I don't mean just honor. Like, I mean, with the forthcoming election, things, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But, like, I like my life right now. I'm busy and tired and working a lot, but I have a lot of friends. I've got a great dog. I have my, I love my family. I love where I live. Like, there's a lot of reasons why I would not be willing to go off into space. Yeah. And colonize a new planet. Would you consider doing that? Yeah. Yeah? Why not? I mean, it's, I guess it's different if, you, if you're if you going with, I don't know, how many people would you figure up on there? Like, a couple thousand? Easy. Yeah. yeah. For, a couple thousand people? For genetic diversity, at least, yeah. Yeah. So we'll say, for the sake of the argument, 50,000 people. Or, sorry, 5,000 people. That's, sure, okay, 5,000. Like, so the, the size of my hometown. Yeah. That's not... It's not like you're going with 10 people who you're going to get sick of. Yeah, no, this is a full colony. Yeah. Right. So I could see it kind of being worth it, but at the same time, that's that's a lot to ask. Like, you're leaving your entire life behind. 
Yeah, it true, but you could be doing things for the first time sure. somewhere. Yeah. It's like it would be the the Smith Cordingly Theater. Ooh, like it, the first nice ever theater, the first ever Shakespeare, the first ever everything is done by you. Yeah. Right? Which could be pretty cool. It's just like that is I mean if 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 my family wasn't if I if I didn't love my family so much and if I didn't enjoy What if some of them were coming? Sure. I just think I think there would be things that I would miss. I think oh, definitely, and it would be it would be very hard, and it would be a like it's not a decision that one takes lightly. No, but there's those people. I don't know if it's still happening, but like the people who are going to be the first ones to go to Mars. Elon Musk talked about it this week. Did he? Yeah. Oh, is he still planning on having it happen? Yeah. Yeah. So there's people like, and they were they were vetting people and really going through like weeding. There was a weeding out process, and I mean robots by 2018 and 2020. He wants to be landing, capable landing things around Mars. And he was talking about how we could start doing it. It was a lot of, like, big-in-the-air ideas. Sure. But that's probably how it's going to happen, is someone like Elon Musk just being like, here's how it's going to work. And I'm going to fund it, because... I don't even know if he's got enough money to sure. fund something like that, but... Or he's going to spearhead it, I should say. That might be what... That's what's needed. Yeah. Anyway, it's just like... <gasps> what if Chris Pratt's Elon Musk? <laughs> yeah, my name's Jim. Jim. You didn't see Sean, but he was like squinking, or like shifting his eyes back and forth. Yeah, like the dog in that Mr. Smith Goes to Washington remake. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I was trying. I was like, da 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 da. You always need a dog. That guy's eyes go da 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 da. Yeah, it's Hellbane Mel. <laughs> okay, so jumping back into the trailer. Sure. So we see that goodbye video. And then the next shot is them walking out on that rotating pantheon in their spacesuits. Yep. When they hold hands. Yeah. And uh, then... Presumably gravity. What's that? The rotation is presumably sure. providing gravity. That would make sense. I mean, on like, it kind of seems like in every space station they have something like that yeah 2001 does it and yeah. the martian does it and yep. like yeah and then the power goes off and that's page one yep oh man then you get the alert and then obviously with an alert you have to say something's wrong well yeah because there's an alert because there's an alert so you don't have an alert if something really good is happening <laughs> the everything's okay alarm this alarm will go off every 30 seconds unless something is not okay how do you turn it off <laughs> it can't be turned off. Oh, it does break a lot though. <laughs> and then what we can only assume is a kerplosion of some sort. Yeah, it seemed like a kerplosion. But then later there's like a shot where they're heading directly to a star. Yeah. And kind of around the star and we'll get to that I guess. But like uh, whatever. So it could be that, but it looks to me like a kerplosion. Yeah. Well, especially because of the shot later with the star and the ship because they are clearly avoiding the star. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they ran into it or something. They're they're skirting around it. Yeah. And this one, it looks like they're, like, being <laughs> kind of propelled backwards. Yeah. Well, running into a star would end the film. That is true. <laughs> There's probably not a lot of star-proof metal. Not yet, anyway. I mean, give it time. That's... It is the future. There is a fountain on the... Sh- <laughs> Okay. Don't 
don't jump to conclusions here. We have a bored robot bartender, a suicide fountain. It could very well be starproof metal. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I I think you're right in assuming that something kerploded yeah. because of all of the action that happens afterwards where Chris Pratt starts gearing up. Yeah. And then he's essentially what what does he say? It's, okay, so something's wrong. The complosion of some sort. Yeah. Then he says something big. Okay, but and then Arthur wigs out, right? Yeah. Like, and then he says, "What do we do?" Or she says, "What do we do now?" And he grabs all his space Batman stuff, right? Like his utility belt. Yep. And then he says, "Do you trust me?" Right. Right. But I was asking about when he was leaving, because I was tying it to the explosion. When oh. Was, yeah. Oh, uh, this ship is going to go. I have to do this. Right. That's why I think it's fair for us to assume that it's kerploding. Yeah. Something has gone wrong. Something yeah. got hit. Something's malfunctioning. Something is not right. So Chris Pratt has to go deal with it. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm tying that to that explosion. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah, sorry. I was going chronologically in the... Rather than conversationally. Sure. <clears throat> <laughs> but, as we all know from trailers, it doesn't all happen chronologically. Like no. We, Especially considering we see that cargo bay twice, and the first time we see it, it's during an alert, and the second time, everything seems fine. Yeah. So... So it's just kind of like, it's pieced together however it needs to be. So... Yeah. But yeah, it's it's that explosion... Cr- sorry. Curse-plosion. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just like, it kind of goes downhill from there. Um, And then, yeah, so what do we do now... And then he grabs all his utility belt. Do you trust me? And then it says, boo, this Christmas. Yeah. The title. And then then we see the ship heading for the star. And then yeah. running. And then, like, they're super close to the star, but we can see through the window. They're kind of skirting around it. And then every... And then he's making out with my woman, which... <laughs> stupid Chris Pratt. Moment. Yeah, good luck with that one. She'll listen to the podcast and know how much I care about her. <laughs> well, you sounded a little possessive more than anything. So well, we'll see. I just get jealous easily. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide fountain or murder fountain? <laughs> oh, God, this podcast went off the rails. Did it? Or is no, this not it's like a really fun. good yeah. trailer reaction? Because we're actually not just... Talking about the trailer. Exactly. We've been able to have sidebars and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, every moment counts. That's yeah. the three different titles amidst other cutscenes. And then we... Yeah, and then this ship is going to go, I have to do this. The door closes on them, and then you see her yelling, no, you die, I die. And then she presumably is... She gears up into a spacesuit. And Tethered launches herself out after him. Yeah. And again, while we were watching the trailer, I tied this together. Yeah. I'm not sure if it is or not, but it seems like he is hurtling away from the ship at some point. Right at the end. Yeah. There's the, so it's the, there's the, that explosion in the tube. Like it almost looks like a, like, like a, it's uh, like an engine chamber or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's somebody in the spacesuit with a tether as that explosion is happening. Yeah. Then we see Jennifer Lawrence screaming or crying or cry screaming. Right. And then we see somebody launched off into space. And we, you and I both assumed that that was Chris Pratt. Yeah. Jim. We just both assumed that that was Jim. Yeah. 
So it would make sense that maybe that shot of her, her we think, is... Well, that was her, because we saw her face. Right, right. Reaching, right? And, like, yeah, and then the next shot is her launching off into space on that tether. So right. maybe that's to try and save him? Might be. But I don't know. Which is great. Which is so good. <laughs> and then the last couple lines are, there's something I have to tell you. And then there's, like, the air rushing up. Oh, and then there's Andy Garcia with the beard. And, and then Lawrence Fishburne with a beard. They don't say anything. Nope. They just I didn't even recognize other, Andy Garcia because it was such a quick shot of him. It was And his beard is so big and gray. It is a great beard. It is a fantastic beard. That's like Grizzly Adams' beard. And he's in, a like, a Space Navy uniform. Yeah. And Lawrence, then it's, so I recognize Lawrence Fishburne because it's Lawrence Fishburne. And slightly longer shot. Yeah, and significantly less of a beard. Yes. But it's Andy Garcia, Lawrence Fishburne. Just looking at stuff. Just looking at each other or... Maybe? I don't know where they came in. Are, were they hibernating too and they woke up like... <laughs> there's another terrible way this movie could go. They were actually on the other side of the ship. And there's like... A hundred people over there in Navy, like, <laughs> who are actually, you know, running the ship. They're yeah. Like, why, why are they... Just they the just... Star Wars Cantina song playing. <laughs> There's actually, like... That's why Chris Pratt's got the sledgehammer. He can hear the Cantina song and see Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> through the thing. He's just like, I'm so lonely. <laughs> that could be. Um... Yeah, then we see that there's, like, a gravity loss is indicated, and then we see, like, Jennifer Lawrence swimming in that Trying to swim through, through the bubble of or through zero the, the, gravity water the orb of water. Yeah, because she can get purchase in that and not in air with yeah, no gravity, which is a to really try and breathe. Cool shot. Really cool shot. Um, then the explosion, and so it's before before all of that happened because that happened in about fifteen seconds. All of that. Yeah. There's something I have to tell you. All the stuff, the air rushing out, Andy Garcia, Larry Fishburne, gravity loss, weird water bubble, the explosion in two, the quick shot of J Law screaming, Chris Pratt being launched into space. We All think. that happens, we think, yeah. we assume Chris Pratt being launched into space, there's a reason we woke up early, boom, passengers. Yeah. That's the trailer. It it's, looks amazing. It's stupidly effective. It we really is. We have talked is. for 35 minutes about the passengers trailer, pretty much, and like questions off of it. Sure. Talking like we do. But at the end of the day, we don't really know what happens, but we know it's some sort of romantic thriller there's sure. romance in it sort of ish. ish and there's a thriller side to it and then there's other people other than the two passengers yeah who are there or not or just know that the ship's in trouble or not i have no idea it's so ambiguous but that might be what gets people in um the one thing i was going to say when i when i first when we first watched the trailer yeah in the first 20 seconds when you see them being all playful and everything like with that. With the sweet Andy with Rock. With the sweet, yeah. Yep. It just looks like another pr- Chris Pratt charming, goofy role. And sure. maybe there is some of that, but he then it takes a turn for the more serious, and I'm excited to see him do something beyond just one-liners. Yeah. And I know he kind of did that in Jurassic World, but he still kind of was the sarcastic guy. He was. Even though there was stuff happening, like there was kind of a disaster happening, he still managed to find that sarcasm. There's less, it looks like there's less opportunity for that in this. It does. Except maybe early. Except the, maybe early. During the meet cute and that sort sure. of stuff. 
But that's but, normal. People are like that too when they're trying to like. I'm trying to impress a girl. I like exactly. I'm gonna be funny. Yeah, fine. But once things go sideways, I'm really excited to see what he's capable of. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited for this movie. Hit the watch list. Yeah. 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 For sure. You? Oh yeah. I am quite <clears throat> excited mm-hmm. to see what happens. And I, at the end of the day. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, what are Andy Garcia and Lawrence Fishburne right? doing in that's, this trailer? That's the most, to me, that's the, the most unknown part. Is they're in there so briefly. Like, when we were looking up the cast list, <clears throat> I knew it was Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence and Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen yeah. And Larry Fish, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. But when you said that Andy Garcia was fourth billing. Yeah. It's like, where? Oh, oh, that was Andy Garcia. He's in that trailer for literally half a second. I hope that's the only trailer. I honestly hope that is the only trailer for Seriously. this film. Or maybe, like, a, I understand a TV spot, like a 30-second cut of whatever. Sure. Fine. But I hope... As long as it's that footage. I don't want I don't want anything new. I don't want anything revealing. We might not, if, if there is another trailer, we might not do a react, mm-hmm. even if somebody asks. Because... I don't want to know point, more. I want... This is as... L- it's given me enough to know that I want to see it, but yep. not enough to know that I feel like it's going to be a ruin for me. Exactly. So great trailer, very good trailer. Very much looking forward to seeing that movie. Absolutely. Our next trailer reaction is brought to you by the Dumont Television Network. Are you tired of the stranglehold that the two other networks have on your television? Absolutely. Why not tune in then, Dave, to the innovative and dynamic Dumont Network, featuring such great programs as... Oh, God, I can't remember. (laughs) The Maury Amsterdam Show, Captain Video and his Video Rangers, or the latest in programming innovations, Cash and Carry, a so-called game show where real people have a chance to win money by answering questions on cans, the hilarious husband and wife stunt feature, or play from home by phoning into your local station to guess what's under that barrel. All this and more on the Dumont Network, 1946. It's gonna be our year and we're back today's second request i'm gonna say request because it's less of a question and more of a hey will you guys do this yeah today's second request comes to us via at sean cord ben wants us to talk about our reaction to the fantastic beasts and where to find them trailer the final fantastic the final beasts. the most recent one that yeah. came out we haven't touched the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them at all. No, we haven't. Um, there's Because there's been a teaser. There was a trailer that came out around Comic-Con, and we did a pile of trailers around mm-hmm. the Comic-Con. Uh, primarily because I'm not all that into Harry Potter. Yeah. And I like Harry Potter. I'm a, I'm a fan of the of the books. I, I devoured them. Yep. I, I haven't seen all the movies yet, just because like I had the ones on DVD. Right. But then I was missing one, and so I haven't seen Order of the Phoenix onward, even though I've heard, like, they just get better oh, as okay. they go. But it's just, I like the I like the world. I think it's fun. Yeah. It's a nice escape. Sure. And it's just really cool. When we were talking about Star Wars, when, when Force Awakens was first coming out, when we first kind of talked about that. Right. I liked the I we talked about how cool it was that you can kind of start to branch off in this in the Star Wars world. Yep. And you could have Rogue One, you could have The Force Awakens, you could have a Boba Fett trilogy, whatever you yep. whatever Young you want. Solo, that sort of yeah. stuff. Yep. I like that they can do this with the Harry Potter world. Maybe not to the same extent, but I like that they can branch off and you can 
you don't have to see just Harry Potter. Right. J.K. Rowling has created such a, a wide world and such deep characters that we can have a movie that takes place 80 years before the first Harry Potter movie happens. Yeah. Well, and I, again, not knowing much about Harry Potter, is all of Harry Potter in England? For the most part? Like, I know there's that thing where other schools, like there's a German school In the Triwizarding Tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's set in England. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like... Harry, they, the the uh, the Diagon Alley is in London. Okay. And so that's like the the somewhere somewhere in the English countryside is Hogwarts School of Magic. Right. We're either in England. I think, I think, the Quidditch World Cup is in a different country. Brazil, <laughs> probably. It's the World Cup. Yeah. Although I might even be wrong there, but <laughs> Rio twenty twelve. <2012. laughs> I would say, if I may be wrong on that, and true Harry Potter fans can correct me on this. At David Ron on Twitter. There you go. Uh, But. That's also my hope. You're having to take the lead on this geeky bit of culture. So hopefully someone will talk to you about it. Yeah. So I know that that Harry goes with the Weasley family to go see the the Quidditch World Cup. Right. I just can't remember where it is. I want to say that it's probably also in England. But if it's not. That's the one thing I can think of that isn't but in But primarily, England. it's it's set in England. Yeah. So you've got an entire rest of the world that you could put stuff in. Exactly. And certainly, none of none of Harry Potter happens in the States. Right. So this is the first time we see wizarding across the pond. That's kind of awesome, actually. It is kind of awesome. And, I mean, when you were, you were talking about it as we were finally getting through the trailer, because your internet was annoying, but, yeah. like, at one point when we had a pause... You had mentioned how much you like the the costumes, yeah, and like how cool it is to see kind of like gangster wizards and like gangsters with wands and yeah, and it's we've talked so many times on the guys from podcast about our fondness for Boardwalk Empire. I was thinking the same and thing. This yeah. is set in nineteen twenty six, nineteen twenty seven. Like it's set in Boardwalk Empire, time. Jazz Age New York. Yeah, that's cool to me. And this is something I might find myself watching these before I even watch the Harry Potter one. I know enough about the Harry Potter verse, obviously, to be able to bring things up. Yeah. But this has more of an interest to me than kids at a wizard school. Sure. Because it is, this is like an adult wizard kind of deal. Yeah. And I mean, the cool thing about Harry Potter is the first couple of years... We do see them at the at the wizarding school, and I mean, obviously, a lot. But like towards the end, Harry's quit school. Oh yeah, and so, but I get what you're saying. Like, the beginning of this story is not it's closer is not to me. Newt Scamander learning about being a wizard and learning right. that he is a wizard and going through the 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 different the potions class and the defense against the dark arts class, and it's it's him having been. In one of the in one of the trailers, I think they say he was kicked out of Hogwarts. Yeah, he was. But one of the teachers really has a has a connection to him, and that was Dumbledore. And yeah. like, so he is kind of just at that post Hogwarts era. Yeah. Uh, but we don't see that discovery. We see him already as a wizard. Yeah. So it's. I think part of it was like just when it came out, I was a little bit too old sure. to tie myself into, and I was like, everyone's like, "Oh man, the books, fine," but I was already reading the kind of books that I read now. Sure. Whereas I get it when all of my when a bunch of my friends are like, "These are so good," I'm like, "I get it. You guys don't really read the same way I do. You're really digging on this because you're like, oh man, they're only 
three years older than me, or three years younger than me, so I really connect in, like, school and all that sort of stuff. Fine. Yeah. It just never connected for me. Well, and for me, I think I talked about this last week or yeah. recently. It was very recent. About how I was on the bus at Christmas, and that's when Harry, the Harry Potter movie came on. Yeah. And so I watched it because it was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was last week because I was, was talking about serendipity. Yeah. And so that's what got me in was I was – because I was kind of the same way. I was like, eh, whatever. And then I watched the movie. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. And sure. then Rachel was like, oh, you should really read the books. And it was fluff to read while I was – I had my wisdom teeth removed. I didn't want anything deep. I didn't yeah. want – I didn't want to be reading – Infinite Jest. Exactly. <laughs> When you're when you're doped up on T threes, you can't. I couldn't read something that deep. I needed something that I. Or it would have been the most mind bendingly amazing sure. experience of your life. That could very well this be. Footnote is ninety pages. <laughs> that exists in Infinite Jest. <laughs> but it was it was perfect. It was the perfect thing to read while I was still kind of yeah. in pain and hopped up. So that was my way in, and so as a result, like I'm not the world's largest Harry Potter fan. My One of my coworkers, she and her husband spent three weeks in the UK. She's her, uh, CJ's sister lives there. Okay. Um, but, and she's got family there. And so she went, they went for a holiday, but it compounded in them going to see the cursed child in the West, on the West end. Oh, that's cool. Which was really cool. Um, when it first came out, they, like they turned Kensington in Calgary into Diagon Alley so there was a bunch of Harry Potter fans who showed up I didn't do anything like that CJ avoided it because she didn't want to know anything about the cursed child until she saw the show which is fair which is totally fair and so I I do enjoy Harry Potter I like the books I've liked the movies I've seen I will watch the rest of the movies right but I do not profess to to love Harry Potter the same way that there are a lot of people who love this. This isn't your Star Wars. No, exactly. You, you can't sit here like I could sit here and talk about Star Wars. No, but I, I have read enough and I, I have seen enough to know that I like the stories and that this actually looks pretty fun. Yeah, it despite does. Despite the fact that it takes place in the 20s. If it took place at any time, I'd probably enjoy it. But the fact that it is in a time period that I find so fascinating... Yeah. And that we have talked about so often. Yes. This looks like a pretty fun movie. Yeah, it does. Um, I think my favorite shot and the thing that kind of ties into the gangster for me, and it's fairly late in in the in the trailer, right? Um, it was just after there's the like the the dragon thing, and Eddie Redmayne or Newt's commander says danger. He senses danger. I think it's one of the very next shots is there's four or five cops and they're silhouetted and they look like prohibition officers silhouetted by headlights, kind of a la, you know, Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire, or the Untouchables. Yep. And then there's that big white explosion. That? Curse-plosion. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Where do you think you are? <laughs> I was like, what? Is it not a white? Right? My bad. Curse-plosion. There's a big white curse-plosion. And I just... To me, that was one of the... One of the shots that... Like, it's almost a tip of the hat to other gangster movies. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. So it's like two different worlds kind of meeting each other. You've got like... Which is exactly what Harry Potter kind of... Sure. Danced around a little bit, but this time, I really appreciate the fact that there is a non-wizard 
seemingly main-ish, like a secondary main character. Certainly, when, like, in the in the movies, when you come across... Okay, we have to talk about the... When she says, you might wiped his memory, right? The nomag? And like, what? The non-magic? The non-wizard? And then there's that look where he just kind of looks so indifferent and says, sorry, we call them, we call them muggles. Yeah. Every time, we watched the trailer three times, and I giggled every time. You sure did. Because, partially because he was just so indifferent about the way he says, sorry, we call them muggles. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, now I get what you're saying. But also because there's kind of a little inside joke at Lunchbox when we talk about audience members. Right. We call them muggles just because... Well, you've said it on here several times. Exactly. When you're referring to yourself about not knowing about most of the other stuff we talk about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I will call myself a muggle because it is the perfect... It has become so well entrenched in our vocabulary. Yeah. That it... Yeah, that, that we can use it and people know what you mean. Even if you're not a, even if you're not a Harry Potter fan, you know that the term muggle means somebody who doesn't who isn't a wizard. Who isn't a wizard. Yep. So it's it's just a nice way to to kind of tie it all in. But yeah, what you were saying was that this muggle is he seems to be entrenched in their world and he he well, is it seems like especially in the other trailers it seems like he meets Newt. Mhm. At some point. And well, the the guy we're talking about is played by Dan Fogler. Yeah. Which makes me quite happy because he's Hutch in Fanboys. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's also in, like, Kung Fu Panda as a voice, and he did Horton Hears a Who and right. Balls of Fury. But, yeah, very, very happy that... Yeah. So that's who we're talking about. It's yeah. a great cast. It's always a great cast for Harry Potter films. Yeah, it, it really is. And it just seems like... Because there's the, I assume the time that they meet, he he says, "Hey, Mister English guy, you're, it looks like your egg's about to hatch." Yeah, and then he kind of like almost, and then Newt wands him over. Yeah, and then they vanish into a puff it's of like small smoke. Mortal Kombat when Scorpion uses his tail and get over here, and like the guy comes flying, except with magic. Yeah, and the guy comes flying over, and then they disappear. Yep. But then after that, they seem like they're kind of joined at the hip. Well, and like in the teaser, they're staying in that room together. Yeah, right. And then that's the first time you see Newt. First time we've seen Newt, I suppose, trailer-wise, because it was the first trailer, yeah. crawling or climbing into his suitcase. And then he kind of waves the guy and... Yeah, and he, waves like, to... The guy's name is Jacob in the film, for well, the reference. That never came up in anything. That's way different than Narlac. Yeah. Played by Ron Perlman. I love that Ron Perlman has basically made a living out of playing ugly, kind of CGI characters. Yeah, and... Often gangsters or non... He never plays the good guy. He's never the cop. He's like, he's the bad Viking in Outlander. He's... I know you haven't watched it yet, but you borrowed it, so yeah. it will come. Yeah. Uh, but he's in Hellboy, and he's technically the, the good guy in Hellboy, but he's the good guy with an attitude and a chip on his shoulder. He's also from hell. Sure. <laughs> that makes sense. Because <laughs> he is a devil. He's Hellboy. Yeah. But he's... The hero, but he's like an anti-hero. I, I, he is an anti-hero. Yeah. And Pacific Rim, he plays the guy who deals in the, I was going to say, well, essentially it is kaiju. So kaiju parts. I don't right. remember what the monsters, they called them something. Right. But they're kaiju, so. Yeah. Yeah. But he always, like, he's just kind of a little ugly. And in this one, he's playing a goblin who runs a speakeasy. Yeah. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Which, correct me if I'm wrong. But was Ron Perlman also not the Beast in the TV show Beauty and the Beast? He was. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. That was the first time I ever really saw... Oh, yeah, there it is. 87 to 90. I didn't watch a lot of that show, but I watched a little bit. And I, like... Considering you were five? Four, five, six, yeah. 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 Like, I... I took the mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I... I I watched a little. I like. I have vivid memories of it being on. So it was one of those. Like, I remember commercials. Yeah. I rem- like advertisements. I'm watching some sort of cartoon, and there's an ad for Beauty and the Beast. Sure. And I think it was more like I would flip through, and then I'd watch it for ten minutes, and then find something that intrigued me more. But I have vivid memories of seeing that lion-looking thing. Yeah. And the fact that that was Ron Perlman. Like, of he course is, it was. <laughs> he is not an attractive man. No, but he's a really good actor. But he's a really good actor, and plays those beastly character so well yep and so as narlac i'm really excited to see him because he's kind of got like he's got the deep ron perlman voice and kind of the look of him and like you said the like the it's the, the 20s executive haircut yeah yep which is terrific and just kind of has that little bit of an edge to him yep and also gets punched by dan fogler's jacob later yeah which is awesome it is awesome it just i mean eddie redmayne was a good choice for this too yep i think i mean Obviously, it had to be somebody British, but it's somebody, like, he's young enough to be able to pull off kind of that fresh, out of out of Hogwarts look. Right. But also kind of, like, Eddie Redmayne is so distinctive looking unto himself that... And he looks bookish. Yeah, exactly. And he yeah. looks like he could be a wizard. Like, if you saw Eddie Redmayne walking down the street, and he's kind of got that awkwardness and, like, that... There's the, the one part where... Well, and uh, he's a Hufflepuff. He, he, is, lo- he, he looks like a Hufflepuff, absolutely right? A Hufflepuff. I know yeah. so little about the houses. I do those weird sorting hat quizzes and junk. Oh, because why not? Sure. I have five minutes to kill while waiting for a call, and I'm on Facebook, and someone posts it. It's like, all right, oh, I know I'm nothing from about the Gryffindor this. house, and yeah. you just try to see which one you are. Yep. And just hope that you're not Slytherin. I am. Every right. every one that I take, I am Slytherin. That doesn't surprise me, actually. That's what a lot of people say, yeah. and then others are like, you know, that's where every bad guy comes from, and I'm like, huh. Yeah, I could go with that. But Harry was almost Slytherin. Like, he could have been Slytherin. And they're not all bad guys. They're not all bad. It's just that tends to be where all the all the bad ones come from. They also happen to have the nicest scarf as far as I'm concerned. I sure. really like that green and silver scarf. <laughs> yeah. And it's an S. The snake is in an S. It, it, everything fits me. It's, it's green. Just so it's perfect. an S. Yeah. There you go. And Alan Rickman as Snape, who ultimately, I guess, spoilers alert for anybody who doesn't know. I mean, never mind. I'm not going to because some <laughs> Technically, people, I don't. Yeah, so I'm not going to say <laughs> anything, actually. I was like, nope, I'm yeah. not going to. Anyway, there's what I was going to say was there's... He's the, an alien, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Snape is an alien. <laughs> that's, that's how we cover every spoiler in this. I like it. Aliens. Yeah. And actually, he ends up meeting... Uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in Passengers. That's what cut out of the thing. It was his wand exactly. burning that hole See? through the circle. Yeah. And the, the and fountain he drowned in the actually... fountain. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. I I was coming. I was trying to find a way to bring the fountain in too. You just beat me to it. Um, Jacob says, "I don't think I'm dreaming." It was Jacob, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't think I'm dreaming. And Eddie Redmayne says, "What gave it away?" I ain't got the brains to make this up. And they're kind of in this fantastical world. And then you see Eddie Redmayne kind of turn and give that, like, impish sort of smile. Yeah. And that... Really liked that. Yeah. And that that right there, that smile, like, it's so natural, but it's kind of wizardly at the same time. Yeah. So... I also think they're in the suitcase. 
I think they are too. Yeah. It just stands to reason. Where else would they be? That's just it. Because they've, they've led in the trailers so much about him going into the suitcase that, yeah, okay, great. Yeah. So that's what it looks like inside. So we didn't see that in any of the other trailers. No. Which was nice. Exactly. And I mean, like, obviously, you see the size of some of these creatures as they're talking about them. Like, at the beginning, she says something along the lines of, uh, you know, there's been a, a wizard, an uncertified, unregistered, unregistered wizard in New York City for 24 hours. And as she's saying that, there's this weird glowing thing kind of underneath the, like, it's a top shot. And there's a people glowing thing swimming underneath. Skating on skating a pond. Skating on yeah. a pond, yeah. And so, like, there are very large creatures in this suitcase. Yep. And if he's able to fit and Jacob's able to fit, obviously, it's like Mary Poppins', Poppins suitcase. It's just, it expands. It's another, yeah. he's basically, it's, a it's like the box from Futurama. There you go. Yeah. It's just another dimension. Yep. I was actually just about to say it's a dimension door. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I, I that has to be where they are. I think so. Yeah. I do, I do love the idea of gangsters versus cops. Sorry, gangsters being the wizards and the cops being being the cops, right? Like, well, they're not even really gangsters. No, it's just they're dressed like it. So your first shot, and that's one of the shots that I really liked, is when there's a whole bunch of them in the trench coats, mm-hmm. like swaggering out of the shadows with their wands, where you would think there'd be Tommy guns. Yeah, it's just like there's something about that that I really liked. It's it's pretty neat that they're just it's a kind of a yeah they're really stretching this world and putting it into. I mean, because we've in the Harry Potter world, we learn how far back the you know. The, the wizarding world goes for, for centuries, right? And okay. so to be able to see that, to see kind of the evolution and kind of see the, the was before, it's a really cool idea. And what? The was before? Yeah. I know. I I've actually it. been using it in the class I teach too. Nice. Yeah. Every now and then I'll be like, oh, so in the was before in theater when this and this and this, I feel like I'm going to have to put that on an exam for them. What yep. does the was before mean? Yep. Or bonus points if they use it. Like, what is a ghost light? And then they'll be like, in the was before, da da da. I'd be like, okay, even if you got the answer wrong, you use was before so you get partial points. Because uh, it's the long, long time ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The provider will help. <laughs> sure. There's, there's an obscure South Park reference for yeah. anyone who's wondering. Is there anything beyond what we've talked about that you really want to touch on? Like, it's. This there was a lot happening in this trailer, but it was, but it's creatures and like there's a lot of. We haven't mentioned at all the fact that Colin Farrell is seemingly leading some sort of rebellion from sure. within the American wizardry side. Yeah, as what is it, uh, Percival Graves? Because it seems like he's, he's definitely rejecting... on the wizard side. Yeah, he's a wizard. Yeah, because you see him throwing fireballs or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Light. What do they do? What like what are the? Is that a Harry Potter thing where it's the. The white. It depends all on white. it depends on the on the spell that they're. That okay, they're so it, it's just an energy something. Yeah, exactly. Great. So, but yeah, like he's definitely a wizard. But there's a lot in this trailer, especially where it seems like he is rebelling. Yeah. At one point, he. Uh, time is running. I won't. No, I can't. I, maybe I didn't write that one down. But yeah, it looks like. He says, "Oh, too long have 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 we been in the shadows?" That's yeah. what it was, and it sounds like. It's almost like an X-Men thing where uh, Magneto... We're the future, Charles, not them kind of idea. It almost feels like that where it's like, we're tired of being the outcasts. We want to be the ones 
out in the world and we don't want the ones we don't want it to be a secret anymore right and that also the fact that they're not wanting to be a secret anymore also ties into McCarthy's mom standing on the I don't know what her actual character thing is but so I'm just going with that sure where she's standing on the steps of City Hall and there's a banner behind her where there's like it's the wand they're breaking a Mm -hmm. wand and she's talking about how there's witches among us and that sort of stuff yeah so the non-madges are getting scared. There's yeah, they're and getting when they scared get scared, and... they attack, which is a line from a different trailer <laughs> for the same movie. Yeah, I mean that's the cool thing is in in the Harry Potter movies, it is so contained within the Wizarding world, whereas this one it has poured out into the Muggle world. Right and now, the Muggles are dealing with these fantastic beasts that are. See what I did there? I did. That are wreaking havoc in in New York. Yep. And so now it's like the fallout from that and seeing how they deal with this and seeing how the Muggles deal with this. and Well, and it seems like this is the trigger that Percival yep. was waiting for. Percival mm-hmm. Graves was waiting for. It's just like we can use this to step out from the shadows. And it's just like, hey, there are wizards here. Yeah. And we're cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I don't know what the reference is when he says time is running out, Mr. Scamander, but it's right at the end of the trailer. It's like, time is running out for what? Like, is that last beast going to... Destroy something? Because he's down in the subway and it's that crazy wave of Like, stuff. it looks like at one point the track kind of like waves up and it, like the track comes off the, the ground and yep. waves over and and then there's this wave of like sand or magic or whatever it is. Yeah. And then Newt kind of jumps and dives and then it's the title block. Yep. I don't know, man. Like it looks it looks fun. Like it's directed by David, David Yates, Yates yeah. the same guy who did the last four Harry Potter movies. Right. And it's written by J.K. Rowling. Yep. And J.K. Rowling. Nice. So says IMDb. Yes, they do. Literally, Sean looked it up. I was like, oh, I know J.K. Rowling wrote it. Who else? And he's like, oh, one other. And he clicked on the other, and it was literally two pictures of J.K. Rowling. But this is her first screenplay. Mm-hmm. So that's also kind of interesting to see it is. what it's like when she's writing it based on her textbook or whatever. Yeah, based on the characters that she's come up with. Like it's Well, there actually is a Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them book. Oh, yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And this trilogy, because this is meant to be a trilogy of sure. films, and let's not kid ourselves, they're going to make a butt-ton of money. If, I mean, you look at what The Hobbit did, turning one book into three movies, whereas this... <laughs> for no good reason. For no good reason. Whereas this actually has a story. <laughs> this actually has a story that probably could carry over for three uh, movies. Yeah. And... If there's a wizarding rebellion in 20s New York, yeah. Exactly! <laughs> so it... To me, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, I should probably watch the other Harry Potters as well, but maybe especially the ones that are directed by the guy that's directing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you don't have to. Like, no, exactly. I don't feel like I have to go out and watch all eight, eight Harry Potter films to make sure I get this because this happens well before. This happens seventy years before Harry's born. Now. The one thing about this trailer, as opposed to the other ones, is it didn't have the same kind of punch at the very end mm. that the the Comic Con trailer did. I loved the end of the Comic Con trailer, where where Jacob is just sitting there, and he has that kind of weird, faraway look on his face, and he just says, "I want to be a wizard." November, and it's yeah. just like, yes, well, that was awesome, and that's what 
because there's such a fantastical element to this, there has it has to be fun. Yep. It can't just be scary. It can't not that I think it's going to be overly scary, but like it can't scary to my nephew. Sure. Yeah, who by the way be. is going to, as Harry Potter for Halloween this year? I cannot awesome. wait. You decide uh, what you're doing yet? No. I've got a couple ideas. Mm. That's why I'm growing my beard because I never know, and so I want to be able to have. In if case I need you... facial hair, I. Oh, you should go as Andy Garcia from the Passengers trailer. <laughs> I have to walk around with a picture of that screenshot, <laughs> just be like, "This is who I'm going as. This is who I'm going it's, as." It's not out for two more months. Yeah, you'll totally get it then. <laughs> it's going to be great, you guys. <laughs> so the ultimate hipster costume. <laughs> this isn't really a character yet, but you'll get it soon. I don't want to. Um, yeah, it has to be fun, and sure, it has to be kind of spooky and, and intense. But you have to. It, there has to be that 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 like I said, that fantastical element to it, and that that sense of awe of that Muggle Jacob when yep. he says, "I want to be a wizard." It's like who doesn't want to be a wizard? Well, and it gives anyone who hasn't been into the Harry Potter thing some help for my reasons or anybody else's. It gives you an in. Totally. Because if this was something that was entirely wrapped up in the Potterverse, like it is, yes, but if it was so grounded in it that if you hadn't read the books or if you hadn't seen all eight movies, you wouldn't really be able to enjoy yourself, mm-hmm. they're digging themselves a hole. Yeah. And they don't want to do that. No. You going to see it? I don't know if I'll see it in theaters, but November's I think I would. a busy time for me. Yeah. So, I mean... I had such a hard time seeing Star Wars. I doubt... Full disclosure, I doubt I'll see it in the theaters. I like the movies. I'm excited for it. I like the Harry Potter movies. I'm excited for this one. Not so much that I really feel a need to see it in the theaters. I just wonder if it will be better big. Probably. But... I don't know. It's just because it's not my thing. Sure. I think I would be fine yeah. just being like, oh, it's on TV. Yeah, I'll check this out. And yeah. then if I really love it, then maybe I go see the second one. Well, and maybe for me, if I, if I, I think my sister and my brother-in-law have all the Harry Potter DVDs. If I can borrow their DVDs or if I'm babysitting one night and watch the death or the order, the order of the Phoenix yeah. and see his sort of directing style, then I can go, okay. You know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I will go see it in the theater. There you go. So there is that option. Yeah, but you have to see Outlander first. Exactly. Because you got to make sure you got that Ron Perlman canon down. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> is that is true. Well, I uh, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we want to answer your questions, or I suppose answer your requests, as we did mm-hmm. this week, or just have a good old chat. Want to talk to us on Twitter? Dave can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. I can be found at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys from Podcast. Email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Facebook us at The Guys From. Or invent one of those suitcases, climb into it, then send yourself via courier to one of our houses and ask us in person. Nice. That's a good pull. Thank you. If you enjoy The Guys from Podcasts, Tell everybody. Tell your friends. Tell strangers. Tell your family. If you're a teacher, tell your students. Maybe not if they're too young because really this isn't a podcast for like grade one kids. But if you're a university prof, tell your students. Yeah. Tell people on the train. I don't care. Just talk about the podcast to whoever you can. Anything you can do helps. 
throw us a rating or a review on iTunes. That also helps. We are available on pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. That includes Player FM, Podbean, and Stitcher, the innovative on-demand podcast app. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Westworld starts on HBO on Sunday. I don't know if I'm going to be home to see it that night, but I've got the PBR set. It looks really, really good. It has a tremendous cast, and it's a Western. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. John? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this podcast for muggles, we also write articles on things like music, that's indie music every Tuesday, throwback tracks every Thursday, Dave is talking about the Patriots on Monday Morning Dave, and I'm just randomly adding stuff as well. Wow, where can I find all that again? www.theguysfrom.com Oh yeah. Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news interview and review needs, not to mention the upcoming Halloween. We are definitely, definitely, definitely going to be covering a whole pile of stuff when it comes to Halloween. And if you have a chance, Dave mentioned Westworld on HBO. I suggest trying to track down the original film with Yul Brenner. It is definitely worth it. I am sure the series is going to be better because A, it's a series, and B, it's got modern tech to show you all of the AI stuff. And, and C, it's got Anthony Hopkins. And C, it has Anthony Hopkins. But you really should give it a shot. Okay. Special thanks to The Sweets for our tremendous opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also, on a little sadder note, it's been a really tough week for sports deaths. There were three in one day. So for anybody close to Arnold Palmer, Jose Fernandez, or more locally, Mylon Hicks, our thoughts are with you. Just our condolences. So, yeah. That's what I got. This has been episode 135 of the Guys From Podcast, the Gryffindor Podcast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Taking us out this week is those crazy sweets with their song Prairie Blues. Remember, if you have an original song that you would like us to feature at the end of our podcast, send us an MP3 or the link to your SoundCloud along with any information about your band that you would like us to pass along. We're big fans of the indie community and we want to lend our support. Our email address is guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by Slytherin. Slytherin. The end of the day, we're behind everything.
smoke streamed up from blackness Cause our pounded from within And the dust blew as a reminder Of the endless wind He was a man on a mission As brave as he could be And he stranded what was love Like a sailor lost at sea No more coffee in the morning Just moaning for the pain 